Good morning, good morning, good morning. So happy Sunday, football fans. We are officially back on the air, Football Fan Rush Radio. We are excited. I have myself, Cass. I've got my co-host, Mike, here, and we are going to spend the next 30 minutes talking everything Chicago Bears. So good morning, Mike. What's going on? Um, I'm, I'm in my Bears uh, super right about now. Uh, I swear yes, NFL yeah. Network was on our was working with us right now. So for all of you Bears fans, <laughs> turn to NFL Network right now. That uh, Super Bowl twenty is on the air, and we're ready to get it in. So this is a perfect day to finally get this show on the air after all the writing, the ups and downs, everything is finally gone live. So let's start since since you you have your jersey on and probably like your beer hat with the two straws and your stuff how you get it in for a Bears game. Why don't we start with what was this week's big news, and that was Jay Cutler and his maturity level, and how you think See, that's going to help turn the Bears around. And I, I want you to say it to me the way you posted it on, on Twitter so I can attack that, <laughs> please. You don't want me to say it to you like that because I was actually playing um, the Jackson 5. I'm a Big, big, big boy in the background. So that was really cute. So, uh, no, you you tell me from a very standpoint, if you honestly feel like we're about to see a new look Jay Cutler, which I've begged for for years, and if we're going to see a difference in the team structure, because, you know, we come from a home where we're from Chicago and the Bears have been the proud defensive bandits all of our lives before we were even born. So now we're looking at more of an offensive role and the offense leading the charge. So with a more mature Jay Cutler, what do you expect the team to produce and what are we going to see from a Well, the difference this time around and the difference of uh, when Jay Cutler in the past, he felt he's matured and new coach and second year in the system and being a father has helped him. That's all fine and dandy, and I won't say that that hasn't helped. But this time around, he has weapons. He has a definite set of four weapons. Coming into the season last year, we knew that there was Matt Forte and Brandon Marshall. But last season also showed the rest of the world that there's also Alshon Jeffrey. And, yes, we have a tight end. We have a tight end that can block but can also catch. Marcellus yeah. is, is really awesome. Oh, hold on to the ball is a great key point of that sentence. So we have all of that. So coming into the season, this is the first time coming into the season that he we know he has weapons. In the past, Jay Cutler couldn't get arrested in the airport with the weapons he had. Literally, uh, yeah. This is what he, it's about. He, he has weapons. Starting um, already. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, he has weapons. His offensive line, whether you think it's great or not, it it seems to be consistent, and that has been the biggest problem with the Bears' offensive line. It had zero consistency in the last five years. Whether you like it or not, we're getting better at the offensive line. Um, all that, all of that is going to help the Bears' offense in more ways than one. We are ready to see. Jay Cutler, you've been giving your money. Uh, yes. 
pay cut or no. not pay cut or pay increase, long-term so contract. Nice amount of money for someone who has not had a successful postseason or even made it to a Super Bowl. Well, he's had a successful postseason. He just has not made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, now, yeah. The, the problem is yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, he made it to the NFC Championship, made it through the first half. Um, after that, not so much. But and he and you can literally say he carried them there that year. The problem is when you're a proud franchise and you're seeing teams like the uh, the San Francisco 49ers. You're seeing teams like the New England Patriots. You're seeing teams like mm-hmm. the Seattle Seahawks. They come up and they are not taking ten years to do it. They're doing it with what they have, and they're making it work. The expectations have grown and grown with good reason. You don't want to be happy with making the playoffs. Bears fans are proud, and now that we have an offense, last year was the first time that our defense didn't look good, so we have an expectation that last year was just an anomaly. Anomaly, excuse me, I can't even speak right now. Uh, last year was just an anomaly, and we should be contending for a Super Bowl today. And I don't think that the Bears have never not had that mentality. It's just we're finally going to see. Uh, they, they've already gone through one season with, with their new coach, so they now understand what he's trying to build and put together. And so I do know that that helps a lot with Jay Cutler making oh, a statement of maturity. It's just a matter of what maturity is. I mean, are you now going to span the field? And I understand the Cutler-Marshall connection, phenomenal to watch, even when he's, you know, been able to hit Martellus off. But what are, what are, are we really going to see him use these weapons? Are we going to see him now that there is a more consistent full line? Is his footwork getting out the pocket going to be a little bit better? Like, what, what does that mean? All of us. I mean, I'm I'm a mom, so yes, that caused me to mature. I don't, you know, but what does that mean? And what are we? Ex- let, let me change that. He says that he's a more mature Jay Cutler, and he's using a little different. So when I said what are we expecting, just based on his live interviews and all the columns, including the ones that I actually write, what are you? And I want you to pull this from your fan side. Really expecting him to do? What are you expecting different, or, or what are you hoping that he does different? to help the Bears with all of these offensive weapons catapult to the next level and stop being that, oh, all the fans sitting there crossing their fingers hoping that they make it to the postseason. If they do getting past the first game without an injured Jay Cutler and just the recent debacle that kind of happens when it gets to the end of the season for the team. Well, one of the things that I, I think that whether he's matured or not, we won't see Jay Cutler yelling at every player for a change. And I don't think that will be about his maturity. I don't think that will have anything to do with his maturity. People are, are will attest it to him being more mature. But the reality is he was yelling at Devin Hester. He was yelling at his offensive linemen. He was yelling at his tight ends because they weren't where they were supposed to be. He now has receivers that can run routes. He now has a tight end that can block. 
He has Matt Forte that always could block. He has an offensive line that's not going to be going through a revolving door. So we will see him yelling less, and people will call it maturity, but it won't necessarily be because of maturity. Now, I do think he will have matured, but it won't necessarily be because of that. We We were always calling him immature because he was yelling at these players. Well, we now have players that can do what they're supposed to do. And I think many times when we saw Tom Brady yelling at his players and we've seen Peyton Manning yelling at his players, we didn't, we didn't get mad at them because when they were in their young moments, they had veterans help bring them along. Unfortunate for Jay Cutler, he was supposed to be the veteran. Well, Jay Cutler, when he was in uh, the Shanahan system, people were where they were supposed to be. Plus, it didn't hurt that Jay Cutler had uh, had great players in those systems. He has those great players, one of those great players from that Shanahan system. He has all Sean Jeffrey. He has two huge receivers on the end. He has something that we will talk about later, someone that I believe fans underrate in Matt Forte. Uh, he has yeah. Martellus Bennett that is a big receiver. He Martellus Bennett can be compared to your your Rob Gronkowski, your your uh, your Jimmy Graham in that fifth somehow they cover Jeffrey and uh, and Marshall. You still have two other receivers to worry about in Forte and Bennett. So it's not. So you feel that be- that he's he's it, it, it's just. Aside from him saying that he, he's more mature as a player, he understands his leadership role, you feel that that's also going to cause him to finally be over and use all of his offensive weapons. I feel that he was yelling and screaming. Every, there, there, how can I put this? I'll compare it to, uh, to being a teenager. A lot of teenagers yell and scream when they don't – they don't understand what's going on. When they finally understand what's going on, they calm down. But part of calming down also has the the benefit of good things going on around you. Uh, well, okay, so now with that, with, with that, because I know we don't want to spend the whole show on him, this is just something I'm going to touch on. You did mention a few other names that um, – has surfaced, and I, I was really proud to see Brandon Marshall's contract. And I do agree with you when we had the morning meeting and we had quite a few other conversations, you know, is Matt Forte underrated? He's definitely not on paper when you look at the stats, but overall, like, his name, like, when you start talking about, like, the Adrian Petersons and LaShawn McCoy's and scrolls, like, his name is, like, almost never mentioned when, when people are starting to think of the top five backs. So when it comes to those two, what do you think we're going to see Well, when it comes to Matt Forte, one of the greatest things that I think that we're going to see from him is he will have the benefit of not being the only weapon. In past years, he had to shoulder the brunt of being the workhorse. Um, We've seen in the past, after uh, Walter Payton was no longer with the Bears, the Bears wore out Neil Anderson. And as a Bears fan, I was worried that if they didn't get any more weapons in the team, they were going to turn Matt Forte into another Neil Anderson, a great 
talent that they wore out too soon. Well, now Matt Forte has other people around you, around him, and no one can stack seven, eight, nine men in a box on Matt Forte. So we're going to see some of those big runs that LaShawn McCoy got uh, last year, that Adrian Peterson got last year, that Marshawn Lynch got last year. And one of the yeah, greatest like, things I like yeah. about the big he he is a player that can not only run out of the backfield, he can catch out of the backfield. And to me, that is one of the greatest things that uh, Kansas City and Philly have both enjoyed, uh, all-around back. And that is what Matt Forte is. He's an all-around back. He's yeah, Jay Cutler's last line of defense he's, when it comes to blocking. He's He's the check down. He's the check down receiver. He's the he's the running. He's the first and second down on most of the plays. So we're going. So now to with that being said, let's let's swing around because we only have thirty minutes today. So now let's swing around to Brandon Marshall and your thoughts there. Well, Brandon Marshall's going to have the biggest benefit. Yes, um, everybody. Uh, well, I'll say there were quite a few people asking for uh, Jay Cutler to spread the ball around. There are other receivers on the field. Well, the greatest thing is, even if he spread the ball around, defenses know I cannot double-team Brandon Marshall. So finally, Brandon Marshall is going to have single coverage in most of the games. And for those few times that they decide to double and triple cover Brandon Marshall, it's time for it's going to be another game where Alshon Jeffrey will burn him. Brandon Marshall will probably be the biggest benefit to all of these weapons because he will see single coverage much more because they showed when Alshon Jeffrey, even in double coverage, he has the best hands on the Bears. While Brandon Marshall might be the best receiver on the Bears, Alshon Jeffrey has the best hands. And, and Brandon Marshall's maturity, and I can definitely say maturity for Brandon Marshall, he wants to win, and it appears he wants to win with the Bears. He said he knows he could have got that that Calvin Johnson-like uh, contract last season in the offseason or waited and got one. He said, no, I will take a pay cut, or not necessarily a pay cut. I will take less than what I'm worth and only get a $30 million. Listen to me saying only $30 million. Only $30 million in comparison to what he could get and say, I want to win here. And I would love the offense, but like you were saying, we cannot leave out the Bears defense. The Bears defense last season was atrocious. But one of the things that we can say is we can't blame the defensive staff and the defensive coordinator simply because they were caught between a rock and a hard place. Before the season started, they made a conscious decision that they were going to keep with uh, Lovey's system, and then all of Lovey's players were injured within the first two to three games. They lost three or four defensive linemen throughout the season. Then they lost Peanut Tillman for the bulk of the season. Then they lost Lance Briggs. And we mm-hmm. were talking about in the pre-show meeting uh, that Lance Briggs, hmm, 
Does he have one or two seasons left? Peanut Tillman, does he have one or two seasons left? Most people think one. I think Peanut Tillman can have two if he's he's willing to be the nickel corner uh, in his second season. Because we went and got some young, talented rookies. Right, and that's what I wanted to sort of move on to, like, you know, looking at how the Bears drafted and also what the Bears pulled and free agency. And a lot of people were sitting with a question mark about their head, like, ah, she could have gone and gotten this person free agency and that person. And even their first-round draft pick in the, the draft, I promise you, we were, I was at the draft party, it was like complete silence, like I heard cricket. A lot of people thought that that pick uh, might have been man, too early. Let people me... couldn't believe that Clinton Dick wasn't the pick, so... What Man, letting Clinton Dick go hurt my feelings. And then what hurt him even more was after we let Clinton Diggs go, who picked him up? So it wasn't just that the Bears didn't get him. The most hated team in Bears fandom also got him. So, but if you were patient, uh, Phil Emery, he grabbed a good corner, which we didn't think we needed, but he grabbed a good corner. And then... After grabbing a good corner, he beefed up that defensive line, which the Bears definitely needed. He beefed up the defensive line. And then if we were patient, which I can definitely say as a Bears fan, I wasn't, but I am I am personally liking Brock Vereen. I am liking Brock Vereen. Yeah. And I think while Clinton Dix is a great player from what we've seen in the college level, by going the route that he did, he probably got more players than we previously expected. Brock Vereen, two defensive linemen, and Fuller, and a running back, and a possible uh, two or three possible replacement quarterbacks for uh, Jay Cutler in the future. So he got a lot out of that draft. I would say the bear. I would so you're pretty happy with, would, the pick, with the pick that it's the organization guy. I'm pretty happy. I can't say I would mm-hmm. give the Bears draft an A plus, but I think I can give the Bears a solid B plus uh, on the draft so far. Mm-hmm. It can rise to the A plus after the season okay. if they do well, but they're going to make mistakes. They're rookies, and I hate when people try to grade draft right after the draft. You can't grade a draft until three years later. But yes, it's going to it's going to be an an interesting season for the Bears. I'm ready for great things. But I think the two biggest storylines today are what we started with. Uh, or maybe the three biggest storylines. Cutler and maturity versus immaturity. Matt Forte and being underrated. And the the contract and the potential breakout year for Brandon Marshall. But, yes, every Bears fan, while those may be big storylines, every Bears fan is going to be monitoring the defense. Monitoring the defense. As a Chicago thing, especially after last year, and especially knowing that they're giving the defensive coordinator another shot. So you've got a brand-new crop pretty much to work with. So let's now we're see, finally gonna see running his, a totally different We're going to see his so I, I agree. 
Right. I, give I, him at least one he's more not year. Running lobby system. Right. Give him one more he year. He will be watched with a magnifying glass, though. He will be. Yeah, and he should be. He will he should be. He should be. Because I knew one Bears so, fan, I completely disagreed with him, but I knew one Bears fan that wanted to fire uh, the whole Bears coaching staff last year just because of how bad the defense was. I was like, man, you can't throw the baby out of the bathroom. Still love you, Dad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> See, I wasn't gonna put him on blast. <laughs> I wasn't gonna put him on blast, but uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree with that one. He's not gonna be happy listening. I'm sorry, Mr. Mayfield. Um, but so I love doing this. This is so premature, but it's so much fun. Predictions. Just if you had to sit back and look at what everyone's finally put together, everything's put together. The draft is done. Free agency is over with. We've seen releases and things of that nature. So where do you think the Bears is just in what we're looking at, what we saw the Packers do, which I cannot wait to see that show. And, of course, you know I can't wait to talk about the Vikings. And we have to um, touch on the Lions because they don't seem to be in my Vikings. And we have to talk about the Lions because they I have to be But where do you think the Bears are going to end up in us? I think it's going to be a fight for one and two between the Bears and the Packers. Legitimate fight because you can't take away from the Packers. They still are at the top of the division. The Bears the yeah. Bears have to take it from them, but I think they have a legitimate chance to take it from them. I think pulling up third is going to be the Lions. And unfortunately, I don't think the Vikings are going to be a bad team. It just It's only four teams in the division, and they're going to pull up the seller. Okay. I think the I think literally the NFC North has the potential to be looked upon as as hard as the NFC West this season. The NFC North is going like to be a formidable that. force. I would like to see it. I think I, I literally think that, so. I think they're going to be a formidable force. So I think that's how it's going to uh, come out. You, my Bears fandom wants me to say Bears mm-hmm. won. My reality fandom still has them. No, I mean, my reality fandom still has them potentially at number one, but I, in reality, I know it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle for well, one. We are going to have to take the rest of this where the Bears come out on top in the division to Twitter and see what fans think. So this is going to hang out to see what fans think. Because we are going to wrap up this 30 minutes this Sunday, and then we're going to come back on Wednesday night, and we're going to talk about the offense, and then we'll be back next week. And we're going to break down the Lions. Are they going to be the truth this season or another hoax? Because my Detroit lovers are all over me about that one. So we are tuning out for done. So we're going to see what the Lions Thank you, everyone, who has tuned in. We are taking the rest of these questions to Twitter. So follow us at Football Fan Rush, and we'll see you on Wednesday. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>